I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, August the 9th. I hope you're having a great day and we are so thankful to have you with us for our broadcast. We welcome those of you listening by way of radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, those on our podcast, we welcome you. Those on our radio app, thank you for joining us today. And then those that are watching today on Facebook and those watching on YouTube, we are glad to have you with us today. I hope you're having a good day. Uh, it's another warm one, but uh, I guess that's what we expect uh, in August. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, the time together today on this broadcast. And we're glad to have you with us. Happy birthday today to Pam Mosley. And uh, Pam, hope you have a wonderful day. We're thankful for you and your family. Uh, let's be in prayer today. Let's pray for our church. Uh, pray for our members, those who are in the hospital, those who are in rehab, uh, nursing homes, our shut-ins. Uh, let's pray for our missionaries. Uh, let's pray for our service tomorrow night, our midweek service and our uh, Bible study. We have a guest speaker. It'll be a wonderful time tomorrow night. And then let's be in prayer for our school. We are today, we just are finishing up day number two of staff orientation for Victory Christian Academy. And it's hard to believe we start up next Monday first day of school. It's going to be great. And uh, already we have a great, uh, great enrollment. And uh, I think we're up 30 or 40 from last year. And actually, if you, if you, to be fair, it's probably up about 50. Uh, but uh, it's amazing what the Lord has done. God's been so good. And we are excited about uh, the school year and another opportunity, another time uh, to get to serve God, to teach and to train young people and uh, to be a witness and to point people to Jesus Christ. That is what it's all about. Well, I'm still rejoicing in the great day we had Sunday. I hope you are too. Um, the Webster family, they were here. We did a couple of their songs yesterday. We're going to do another song today, but I do want to say this is that they have, we've got their new CD in our bookstore. So if you were not here Sunday, uh, you stop by the bookstore uh, tomorrow night uh, before or after the service or Sunday before or after, but you got to get the CD. It is so good. It's just a wonderful CD, great songs, great, uh, great singing, great music, and uh, I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Um, but um, if you were here Sunday, I hope you got a CD, but maybe you were here and you didn't get it. Uh, well, you can get one of those and I uh, hope it'll be a blessing to you. But here's a song uh, by the Webster family entitled, He's Always On Time. Uh, do you know people that are never on time? Uh, you know people that are always running late? Well, maybe that's you. Maybe I'm talking to you right now. But I'm glad that our God is always on time. As for God, His way is perfect. His timing is always right. And I'm thankful we can trust Him. Hope you'll enjoy the song. And after the song, we will be in our Bible study in Psalm 126, right after this song.
Amen for that. I'm glad that he's always on time. He's never early. He's never late. And uh, let me add to that song. Uh, God's not even in a hurry. Uh, God's not in a rush. God's not in a last minute panic. You know how that works sometimes. Uh, sometimes you're on time, but if, if people only knew what it took to get there, uh, they would be amazed at how much got done at the last minute. But I want to tell you, God is, he's got it all under control. Uh, God's not in heaven. He's not stressed out. He's not panicking. He's not worried. He's not nervous. He's not feeling like things are getting out of hand. God's got it all under control. And uh, I wish that uh, we would remember that sometimes and just learn to trust Him. Uh, that song says, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." And it is sweet. It is wonderful. It is so peaceful when you can just learn to trust God, even in the middle of the storm. Uh, even in the middle of the trial, you can rest in the fact that God is in control, and I'm so thankful for that. Let's look at Psalm 126. We started it yesterday, and uh, we saw the first thought from Psalm 126 is the wandering of God's people. They, they wandered away. Now, they got astray from God, and because of that, uh, they went into captivity. Uh, God had prepared a promised land for them, a, a land flowing with milk and honey. God had promised that He would bless them. God had promised that He would fight their battles. God had promised that He would protect them. But what happened? They began to worship other gods. They began to turn away from the true God. They began to see the other nations and think, oh boy, what a party, that's so great. And oh, look at the gods they serve, that looks like fun. And can I tell you, what a foolish decision to get away from God. But the children of Israel, they made that decision and because of that, God allowed these nations to come in and to destroy them and to then take them captive, to take them out of their land, to take them away from all the blessings and all the good things and from the freedom and from the liberty that they had. So we saw yesterday the wandering of God's people. Verse 1, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Verse number 4, turn again our captivity Oh Lord, and if you're listening today and you, maybe you are in captivity, I don't mean that you're in jail or I don't mean that you're locked up physically, but I'm saying you are spiritually. 
uh, or emotionally. Maybe, maybe there is, is bitterness that has got you locked up. Maybe it's worldliness. Uh, maybe it's the pleasures of sin. Maybe it's an addiction. Uh, maybe you've just lost the joy of the Lord and you're miserable and you're stressed out and, and you need to experience the joy again. Can I tell you, you don't have to stay away from God. You can get right with God today. You can come home today and you can experience freedom from your bondage and freedom from your sin. I'm glad that God is willing to forgive and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we saw yesterday that there was the wandering of God's people. Today, I want you to notice, number two, we see the working of God. It says that the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Verse four, turn again our captivity, O Lord. You see, it wasn't the people that got themselves out of captivity. It wasn't the people that turned their situation around. It was God that did the work. It was God that worked a miracle. It was God that was able to bring his people out of captivity. I'm glad that God can still work today. I'm glad that God is still able today to give you freedom from your bondage. He can bring you out of captivity. Maybe you're captive today to the bottle. Maybe you are captive today to drugs. Maybe you're captive today to immorality, uh, pornography. Maybe you're captive today to bitterness and to jealousy and to anger and resentment. Maybe you are, maybe you are captive today to some of those sins. Can I tell you, God is able to work in your life. Verse number two, then was our mouth filled with laughter, our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. Verse three, the Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. We see the working of God. Praise God for the work that God can do in your life. Let's look number three at the working of God's people. You say, well, pastor, I thought there was nothing we could do. I thought it was all up to God. Well, it, it is up to God, but God expects us to put forth some effort God expects us to not just sit around and, and, uh, and twiddle our thumbs and, and, and wait for a miracle. God wants us to pray. God wants us to read His Word and study His Word and claim His promises. And God wants us to do, do something to help others and to be a witness and to be a testimony. Here's the working of God's people. Notice verse number five. It says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Now, by the way, sowing and reaping both take work. Now, the sowing, you don't see the results. The reaping, you do see the results. The reaping, you do see the harvest. You see, there's a work that God has for you today. There is something that God has, a specific job, a specific task, a specific ministry that you can do. And it is work. There's no doubt about it. The Christian life, nobody ever said the Christian life is easy. Now, it's the best life. It's the greatest life. It's a rewarding life. It's a fruitful life. But nobody ever said that serving God was a, a cakewalk. Oh no, it takes work. They that sow in tears. When you read throughout the word of God and you, talk, you find about serving God, you find words like labor. Uh, Pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest that he would send forth laborers. What does that mean? It's workers. It's people that are doing something. Uh, labor involves effort. Uh, many times it involves blood, sweat, and tears. It involves good old-fashioned hard work. Jesus said, I must work 
the works of him that sent me while this day, because the night cometh when no man can work. There must be some effort. There must be some working. There must be some serving. There must be some faithful toiling of God's people. You see, if you want to reap, if you want the harvest, if you want the blessings, there's going to be required some sowing. Now, this verse says, they that sow in tears. Now, I don't believe that those tears are just tears of sorrow, although obviously we do shed tears and God notices our tears and God is concerned about our tears. But I believe this sowing in tears is speaking of tears uh, that are involved in praying and and tears that come from a burden and, and tears that come from seeking God. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. If you want to reap, if you want to have some joy, there's going to have to first be some tears. There's going to have to be some sowing before there can be reaping. Can you imagine how foolish it would be if you uh, went out and you saw a field and a farmer just decided one year not to plant anything, not to sow anything, not to prepare the field, didn't do anything. And then harvest time came and the farmer, he's, he's ready. He's on his combine. He's just waiting for the harvest. And you'd say, what are you doing? And that farmer would say, well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for harvest. It's going to be a great harvest. And you say, there's nothing growing. Uh, there, there was nothing planted. As a matter of fact, that field was not even tilled. That field was not even fertilized. That field, nothing was done. And that farmer said, no, I know I didn't do any sowing, but I'm looking forward to reaping. You'd say, well, that's foolishness. Who, who would do that? Who would think that? But yet in the Christian life, so many times we expect the joy and we expect the blessings, but we don't even put forth the effort. We don't even do what God has told us to do. We don't even go to church. We don't even read our Bible. We don't even pray. We don't even serve God, but yet we expect all of the blessings that come from those things. I want to tell you, there must be sowing before there can be reaping. Uh, I love, these are some old songs in our hymn book. I remember we used to sing these when I was a boy. Uh, We'll work till Jesus comes. You know, most Christians today don't want to work. Most Christians today want the easiest route. They want no trouble. They want no pain. They want no suffering. They want no responsibility. They don't want to give. They don't want to show up. They don't want to do anything. They just want the blessings. Well, that's not the way it works. Uh, We'll work till Jesus comes. He hasn't come back yet. That means there's a job for us. That means there is something that God wants us to do. And may we be faithful servants. You say, well, I think when I stand before the Lord, I think I'm going to hear well done. Well, you can't hear well done if you've not done well, right? And then you can't hear well done, thou good and faithful servant, if you haven't served. And God has called us to serve. God's not called you to sit. God's not called you just to, uh, to relax. God's not called me just to sit back and do nothing. God has called us to serve. And we have that responsibility. There's another old song we used to sing in our hymn book, uh, Work for the Night is Coming. And I want to tell you, the night is coming. Uh, the time is coming when there will be no more opportunity to serve God. When we get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. But uh, our opportunities that we have down here, they'll be gone. For some that are listening to this broadcast, you have served God faithfully for years and years and years. I want to tell you, don't quit now. Don't don't stop serving now. Just just keep on serving because there will come a day when you and I will not have the opportunity to serve God, but we have it now. Let's make the most of it. Let's live every day for Jesus Christ and let's work and serve and labor till he comes back so that we will hear those words, well done, 
thou good and faithful servant. I hope you have a great day today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll jump in tomorrow in this psalm and probably finish up tomorrow. But until then, have a great day. And God bless you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.